Welcome back to the Community Development Institute podcast. I'm Shelby Fiegel, Director of the University of Central Arkansas Center for Community and Economic Development. And I'm Dylan Edgel, Assistant Director at CCED. Our team at the University of Central Arkansas created the CDI podcast to raise awareness of CDI, our work across the state of Arkansas, and feature community and economic development experts in our network. If you're interested in learning more about what we do at CCED, go to www.uca.edu cced. Our guest today is Whitney Horton of the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center. Whitney, can you start us off by sharing your background with us and how you ended up working for the ASBTDC? Absolutely. And, um, you know, I just always want to say thank you so much for um, reaching out and um, letting me kind of chat with y'all. Um, so, like they said, I'm Whitney Horton. I have been with the um, Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center um, for a little over 11 years now. And, um, uh, you know, originally I actually came because um, I was trying to finish up one of my um, uh, college degrees and they had an opportunity to have someone um, working there to kind of help out with some administrative duties and Throughout that first year, really, I just kind of fell in love with the idea of assisting small business owners across the state, um, learning more about entrepreneurship in general, um, and really working with the different partners. And so um, I um, transitioned from that original role to business consulting for about nine years, um, working with you know, just anyone that wanted to start a business, grow their business, or, you know, just had an idea about something they wanted to do for themselves and kind of work with them through that feasibility and the, and all the things that come with consulting. Um, most recently, I actually transitioned into the um, role of the programs manager for the state and um, oversee um, basically all of our grant pro- grant funding projects um, where we receive um, uh, money to provide technical assistance um, on those different starting a business and expanding a business topics. Um, My general background myself, um, you know, is in um, marketing and and in sales. And then um, appropriately enough, I was also raised by a community developer. And so I have a, um, a real passion for not just understanding you know, why someone wanted to start a business, but also um, how that business could impact um, their community and beyond. So, so I got to give a shout out to Monisa West on the podcast since you, you brought her up sort of Whitney, (laughs) the queen, the queen of community development. Um, So kind of expanding on what you've already talked about, Whitney, um, I will say the Arkansas Small Business Technology Development Center or the ASB TDC, my favorite acronym in the state. Um, You know, a lot of people might not be familiar with your work, and you gave a little bit of a background on what you all do, but maybe you can share some specific programs that you offer and maybe some success stories from the businesses that you work with. Sure. So, um, you know, I I always say that we kind of have a um, threefold of a lot of the the different services and things that our office um, offers. Um, I'm based at UALR um, in Little Rock at the LEAD Center, but we have a total of eight locations around the state that provide um, consulting and training and market research services um, to every city, every county um, in the state of Arkansas 
On top of that, there is a national um, small business development center um, organization. So even if somebody um, that is joining us that has come to CDI, that loves CDI, is in one of our neighboring states, there's an SBDC um, in your area that can also help. But um, basically, our I would say our main focus really boils down to the consulting services. And um, there's a lot that goes with that. When um, all of our consulting is completely free and completely confidential, um, we I would barely even share um, any details about um, a potential business idea um, with anyone in my life until possibly a publicity release um, form was was signed. And so people can come in and feel very confident that not only is um, them sharing their business idea going to be kept safe and secret until they're ready to kind of release it to the world, but also um, we pride ourselves on being um, very honest and um, really looking into the feasibility of business ideas for our communities across the state. Um, you know, we, we see areas of the state and maybe even just particular locations that a business moves into and then three months later it's gone and then someone else moves in and three months later it's gone and it's really thinking about was it the business idea that wasn't feasible or maybe it was that location and so that was always very important to me when I was consulting to to make it very clear I don't think there are really any bad business ideas. I just think some of them work better in one part of the state, possibly over another. Um, you know, we do have certain areas that are very, very um, flooded with a lot of businesses in a particular industry. And so just really wanting to work through all of the, you know, the questions of would this work? How would this work? Who would come? Um, because it is a big, it is a big um, process to take on either saving up a lot of money to do this or going after a business loan. And we just want to make sure everyone really thinks about it before they jump off into the land of entrepreneurship, basically. So when they come in for consulting, uh, we talk a lot about that feasibility. And then really the next couple of steps is we work with people to write their business plan we don't write the plans for them because at the end of the day, it is their business, but we will help wordsmith it and make sure that their entire story is being told through that plan. Um, additionally, we're going to work through um, market research that um, tells them more about exactly the potential number of customers that may be in their target area that they're looking for. Um, we can also look at traffic patterns. Um, compare potential locations, but also um, for a lot of our existing businesses when it comes to that research, if they're at a point where they're ready to expand, we can research their current market and then also compare it to other markets in the state and figure out which one would likely be the best one for them to expand into. So um, market research and then the piece where everybody really um, appreciates a lot of our assistance is um, helping them put together their financial projections. Um, understanding an actual feasible number of how much um, someone can make from a business in a certain community, um, working through what all their expenses are going to be, um, the seasonality of the business, and then um, putting together um, with all of that information, if they need a loan, 
to get this up and running, um, making sure that they do understand um, not only just their sales to break even to where this is actually a business and not just a hobby, but also that they can repay that loan. Um, and then, you know, putting all of those things together with the business plan, the research and the financial projections and being able to help walk them through um, that lending process and making sure they're aware of um, all of the steps and the timelines that come with that, but also um, making them feel comfortable and empowered to be able to talk to that lender themselves because at the end of the day, again, it's their business and we want them to be able to have those conversations. So with consulting, really the, it's probably, it would have been probably easier for me to say the couple of things we can't do um, is give legal advice and we don't dive too much into um, HR issues and um, tax advice just because those are very specialized areas and we hope that people will utilize some other small businesses for those. Um, on top of consulting, we do programming throughout the year. Um, you know, everything from how to start a business in Arkansas to how to write a business plan. We have done a lot of QuickBooks classes over the years where people can come in and really get a better understanding of how to use that. Um, social media, marketing, you name it. Um, one of the things we really try to do is listen to our small business owners and our um, um, people in the community um, saying, hey, I really need to know more about this particular topic. And either we're going to go out and find someone to speak on it, or we're all kind of research nerds at the ASBTDC. And so we will get in there and learn it ourselves and put together a presentation to meet the basically the needs for everyone. So we do, we do a lot. Um, and then, you know, we just, we like getting out there and talking to the business owners and those other community leaders that um, to make sure they know that we're here and that we're here to help um, the, the business communities um, in their area. Wow, you guys, you guys do so much for uh, small businesses in Arkansas. Um, and you know, it's, it's really difficult to, um, start and you know, continue your small business, but it's especially difficult right now in this uh, public health crisis. And we wanted to ask if you had any tips for small businesses as they continue to face challenges due to COVID-19. Um, the, the absolute number one thing that I have been sharing with all of my previous clients and anyone that might listen to me just talk in general um, is get a really good understanding and grip on the cash flow of your business. Um, that's one of the, unfortunately, one of the things that we've been hearing a lot about that um, people thought they knew what, um, what their numbers represented and where they stood in their business, but they, they didn't understand it um, quite as in depth as they needed to. And so, you know, another tip we've been telling people is if you're in a business that, um, has accounts, accounts receivables, um, go ahead and be trying to get that cash back into your business as quickly as possible. Call on those invoices um, and that type of information because right now a lot of people are just not generating cash flow, but there may be some that they can dig out from somewhere. Um, and that goes back to that first point that a lot of people just weren't even aware of how many accounts receivables they had outstanding and um, that kind of put them in a little bit of a pickle for a minute. 
Um, so that's my, my number one thing is during this time, really, really start to understand where your cash comes from, how much of your cash is coming out. And even right now, you may be, we've, we're seeing a lot of businesses are finding ways to be more efficient with delivering their products or services. And they, they may come out of this and find that they don't need to go back to some of the things they were doing, um, that maybe they can save some cash moving forward um, and, and just become more efficient in that. Um, the last major thing I would recommend to anyone out there is trying to determine maybe there's a lot of businesses that are not classified in that quote essential bracket, but there's a lot of them that might be able to transform some of their products or services into something essential. Um, you know, one of the examples I've seen popping up is a lot of the glass makers, you know, they're not doing a lot of business on, um, auto glass repairs because people aren't driving and there's not a whole lot of home improvement repairs right now because people are just trying to, you know, save their own personal finances, but they found a way to meet an essential need by creating those glass panels for a lot of our convenience store workers to protect them and just give them that one more barrier. So it wasn't something they were doing before, but now, um, they found a way to turn their non-essential into something essential. So Whitney, I love those tips that you shared and how you're really encouraging businesses to think about the positive ways that they can um, innovate their businesses during this time and keeping that focus on, uh, you know, what is the silver lining to all of this? Um, and we've you know, shared so many resources already. Um, and you've done such a wonderful job of sharing, you know, what, what your organization can provide to communities and small businesses, but are there any other specific resources that you want to share with our audience? Um, it could be something that you all provide or even, um, other organizations in your network. Well, the one thing I would definitely recommend from our side is, um, is checking out our website, which is just our acronym, that ASBTDC.org. We do have a lot of um, COVID-19 resources listed right when people get there, just like pretty much every other resource partner out there. But we're trying to, to do our best to also compile a lot of interesting articles, um, other, other links to partner pages that may have more of a specialty in a particular topic area to where um, we just want our, our COVID-19 page to be kind of a landing page to get people whatever information it is that they're looking for. Um, another thing that we have been doing, um, just like many people, we have moved all of our consulting and all of our programming and training to virtual and have been running up until this week, we had been running six webinars a week um, on different topic areas. Um, we've kind of pulled back on that this week just to kind of readjust and think about, you know, what's coming next. But um, people can visit our YouTube channel and see um, videos of all of the different webinars that we've been doing. Um, visit our social media pages where we've got all the information about um, any updates to some of the, the loan programs that are out there, um, you know, tips on what to do next, um, contact information, all of that. And, um, 
you know, really, I would, my other, you know, thing that comes with my heart is reach out to your chambers, um, reach out to, um, you know, people like, like y'all Shelby with the, that are so connected. And the biggest thing is, you know, if we don't have the answer, still reach out to us and maybe we can find a way to get that answer for you. Because I think there's more, there's more partners across the state that are doing everything they can around the clock to get this information to our, our small business communities. Well, that's great. And, and Whitney, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us and allowing us to learn about what uh, ASBTDC does and uh, how they contribute to community development across Arkansas. Uh, to wrap this up, we do have one more question for you as a graduate of the Community Development Institute. Uh, shout out to the class of 2016. Uh, can you share a little bit about your experience at CDI? Oh, how long do we have <laughs> on this podcast? Um, you know, I just sum it up as most likely the best professional development and experience I could have ever had in my in my professional career. Um, you know, it everything about it, there was something I thought I knew some of the topic areas and knew, oh, you know, yeah, we're going to go through this session, but I, I know all of this stuff. I've been doing stuff in the business community for X amount of years. And it did not matter how much I thought I knew every day and every session I walked out of there was something new um, to think about. Um, or I walked out of there with a new, um, a new connection to someone in another part of the state that I might not have ever gotten to talk to. Um, and probably the most um, impactful part of CDI for me was the poverty simulation and um, just understanding that just my experience in my community is not everybody's experience and how to really sit back and, and think about everybody and no matter what answer you have or what thoughts you have, you need to be considering it from point of views that um, are not your own because that's the only way to be successful and to really see an entire community and not just one sector of it grow. Um, so yeah, at the end of it, I would just say go. If I could go back to year one and go through it again and pretend and have a fake name and, and do that, I would do it again. Um, it was worth every bit of time um, that I spent there. So yay, class of 30th class, 2016. Oh, yeah. Love you guys. Yeah, Whitney, that was a glowing review. And I just want you to know, I'm going to take just that section of the podcast and use it in all of my marketing materials now. Uh, <laughs> so thanks. So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks so Absolutely. much for sharing. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And, and we do want to let everyone know who's listening that we do still have a few spots remaining in CDI 2020 year one, but it's filling up really fast. Uh, you can register today at www.uca.edu slash CDI or contact us at CDI at UCA.edu for more information. 
Okay, so Whitney, uh, once again, we just want to thank you so much for taking a break from your extremely busy schedule. I mean, I know you said some some weeks you guys are doing six webinars a week to support our small businesses, um, and we really appreciate you taking time to join us on the CDI podcast. Um, our state is really lucky to have dedicated individuals like you on the front lines to assist small businesses in this really challenging time. Um, so on upcoming podcast, uh, the CDI podcast will feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across the state and the Mid-South. We hope you join us on our next episode. See you next time.